Morning, everybody. Nice to have your company. Welcome along. It's Steve Allen's Early Breakfast. Thank you, Anthony. He's looking forward to his weekend. Actually, I think everybody's looking forward to it. I've got quite a busy weekend coming up. Because people will say to it, so what are you doing today? What are you doing for the weekend? You feel you have to start inventing stuff, you know, because just sort of saying going shopping doesn't kind of sound like you're doing anything. But, uh, in fact, yesterday, like lunch. Uh, today, drive down to drop some stuff off from a brother. And then uh, back up, light lunch again. And then tomorrow, out with Giles for the day. So that'll be quite nice. Go and do a bit of shopping, go to Covey Garden, have a wander about. You know, get something to eat. And uh, that'll be it. And then Sunday, because you know that the new times for the Sunday show start in a, in a few weeks. End of March, I think it is. Can't remember the exact date. But what we're doing is, it's, it's fairly straightforward. It's nothing complicated. It won't affect you in the slightest, especially if you're podcasting. But it means, well, actually, it might have you podcasting. You don't want to podcast at the wrong time, do you? I don't know how that works on the podcast. But anyway, uh, what we're going to do, we'll move the Sunday breakfast show earlier. So it falls in line with Saturday and the rest of the week. It'll run 7 till 10. On Sunday. So before 7 till 10, there'll be the best of in conversation. Best of in conversation. Uh, this week, it's going to be Ralph Little. It's going to be, we're quite looking forward to that one, actually, because you do it and then you think, I wonder what that's going to sound like afterwards. And to be honest with you, I've never heard a whole in conversation. I've never heard one at all. The only time I used to hear it is when I used to drive in on the Sunday. But of course, now when I, I come in, I'm here just before it starts and it's on in the, in the, in the office. But to be honest with you, I, I'm, I'm not really hearing it. I'm sort of thinking that's my voice and that's about as far as it goes. So I'm, I might look forward to hearing this one back again. Especially, especially the opener. You have to listen for the opener. Because I thought I was being quite, quite good on my opener. Anyway, all of that uh, will happen on Sunday. Uh, between now and seven, this Friday morning. <clears throat> We're still a bit throaty. I did go to the doctors yesterday. I don't know, poor old Janet must think I live in the doctors. I go in there and we go, right, here's my, here's my readings for my diabetes, which wasn't too good, it has to be said again. Managed to get it down a bit in the morning, it's the lunchtime, so we're, we're going on to the extra insulin, which is, uh, which is good, like that. And then, uh, then we sort of had a look in the throat, because I said, I can't get rid of this cough, it's, one, it's, a, it's a tickly, tickly cough. And uh, she said, of course, I mean, as if to emphasise, isn't it typical, you sit there and you go, it's a tickly cough. <coughs> and it tickles, and it's annoying. And I said, I feel like I'm doing 50 a day on the cigarettes. But I'm not. So the doctor came in and had a look and said, yeah, your, your adenoids are a bit swollen, uh, just on one side. But I think you can have it for a couple of weeks. It's one of those things that you can't get rid of. So I've got some stuff on prescription and I've got some inhalation, which is like, you know, you, you remember the old thing years ago, you put something in hot water then you put a towel over your head and you inhale the fumes. So a little bit like that. So I, sh- I, sh- I shall try that a bit later on. Apparently good for your skin. Not that I need that. Yeah, but I've got beautiful skin. I don't need to worry about that. Um, yeah. Actually, we'll be talking about skin with, uh, with Ralph on Sunday morning. We talked a lot about that <laughs> for some reason. Anyway, I was, I was fairly cheered up this morning when I looked in the papers. There's another John Terry story. I wish that had been around because we talked to Phil Daniels yesterday, and you hear that in two weeks' time. You know, the star of Quadrophenia, and he was Kevin Wicks in EastEnders, and he did Scum. Did, he, he, was, he was very much Brit boy, very much Brit boy. And to be honest, I wasn't sure what he was going to be like. Because you see people on, on television, you see them on the films, you think, I wonder what they're going to be like. And, of course, when we did Ray Winston, he was an absolute charmer. I mean, absolutely charming. All the people you think, yeah, hello, darling. And you think, oh, my God, they're going to be really, really difficult. And they turn out to be absolute pussycats. Ralph Little, pussycat. Phil Daniels, pussycat. Steve Allen, old moggy.
Shark. <laughs> Shark this morning. Uh, Mark's up early. Oh, he's obviously out repoing at this time. I think we should just call you the repo man. It's so much easier, isn't it? I like the idea of knocking on somebody's door. Hello, we're coming to take your car. Sorry? We're coming to take your car. Why? You haven't paid for it, love, have you? That's why we're taking it. God, I could have a field day doing that. I could absolutely have a field day. I could be all butch there. And the trouble is, they're all dirty, all these vehicles. And I don't do dirty vehicles, as you know. I only do clean vehicles. So the idea of sitting there with your hands greasy... I'd spend my, my entire life, Mark, immersed in a tin of Swarfiga. You know, I would be doing it, because I'm a bit funny about things like that. I remember changing a tyre once on the car. It was some years ago. And uh, when I took the tyre off... <coughs> excuse me. It was, it was filthy dirty. Filthy dirty. And I remember thinking, oh, my God, because it's... When you get to a certain age, the, the dirt seems to ingrain itself in your hands, which I wasn't over-keen on at all. Anyway, thank you very much, indeed. <coughs> for... There we go. Just... <coughs> that was better yesterday, actually, than it was today. Today sounds a bit throatier. So thank you for all the, uh, the get-well cards. Actually, during the in-conversation yesterday, I was sucking one of my, uh, my throat lozenges, and I seemed to go a little bit longer than I did the day before <laughs> with Ralph. But we, we do it. I see that Anthea Turner's husband's gone bust. Debts of 50 million. Do you remember a short while ago? Actually, it probably wasn't a short while ago. But uh, one of the papers said, your company's not doing very well. And he threatened to sue anybody who said that Imagine Homes was going under. It's gone. It's gone. The trouble is about uh, Anthea Turner's husband. I mean, apart from the fact we can't stand her. Little Princess Tippy Toes. I don't care what anybody says. She might be absolutely charming and wonderful and nice and very caring, but frankly, on television, she came over to me as plastic, false, fake, insincere, snooty, everything I didn't like about certain television presenters. Some people came over, Frank Boff, for example, came over as a very, you know, irrespective of whatever else went on, as a very natural TV presenter. Selena Scott came over as a little bit snooty. I always thought. You know, nice, but sort of played on the fact, aren't I just terribly gorgeous? And Anthea Turner, I remember seeing her, and she was, she was just a little bit too fake for me. I like to see genuine TV presenters. That's why I like Penny Smith. I think Penny Smith is fantastic. I think she's a, a great presenter. 17 years at GMTV, and uh, they're changing. I can understand why they're actually changing the programme. Because you do that every so often on, on television. But there surely must have been another role for her there, because she's good, and I think people like Penny Smith. Do you know, she's 51. Well, she don't look 51. She don't look... I like her. I think she's, she's good. Uh, they always say, oh, you know, ITV are looking for other projects. Oh, no, they're not. Of course they're not. Where are you going to put, with all due respect to, to Penny, a 51-year-old woman who reads the news on GMTV? You know, she could have a chat show, couldn't she? The trouble is, I don't want to see another chat show on television. I've had enough of chat shows. They go, oh, so-and-so's done a chat show. Even Ralph Little... Did a chat show. But then you look at uh, Grant Bovey, and I never liked him. I thought, Mr. Smug. Mr. In fact, they were absolutely the ideal smug couple. No, exactly. Before Anthea, nobody had ever heard of him. But um, uh, she was the uh, former TV golden girl. She was never TV's golden girl. Who nicknamed her the golden girl? Nobody. But anyway, he was declared bankrupt yesterday with debts of £50 million. And, you know, surprisingly, they, they can still afford to live in a £6 million house. Oh, that we should all go in, uh, in debt so quickly. And they've jetted off on holiday to get over it. Because you remember Anthea said how awful it was with their last house, which they had to sell, and they downsized to uh, Chris Evans's house. So they went from an £11 million ghastly house to a £6 million house with, uh, with a lot more style. The other reason they had to move out of the last one is the council said, excuse me, you put these tennis courts up, and the planning permission was where, love? Uh, well, I'm, I'm Anthea Turner, we don't do... Take it down, take it down. 
The trouble is, a bit snooty, and uh, they paid the price. But people are now saying, uh, will they better keep their own house? I've got no idea, but it all seems to me that people who go bust seem to do it in such a way that they emerge the other side and seem to have the nice cars, the nice houses, they've still got money, because it's, it's the company that goes bust. It's not the person that goes bust. But uh, you remember her, her perfect housewife show. She was going to do a one-woman show... And uh, we, we were sort of checking around the country as who on earth would be remotely interested in going to see Anthea Turner. Unless the curtains were going to open and she was in a pair of stocks and you could throw tomatoes and stuff like that. But uh, in, in some places, they didn't even sell 20 tickets. It was nobody was interested. So the tour was uh, cancelled. A spokesman from them last night says they've gone away for a few days to chill out. It's been a very difficult time. Yeah, hasn't it just, love? Hasn't it just? But I'm sure that you'll come back and there'll be something else on the television. Penny Smith says she can't wait for a lion. She's lying, of course. Nobody ever says... You never ever say that, do you? You never go, oh, I can't wait for a lion. The reason being that she's got up so early for 17 years that she won't be having a lion. She'll be waking up at the normal time. Even at weekends, I wake up at the normal time. Apparently, a new ageism row was underway last night. Over 50's website, Silver Surfer Today says Smith was the oldest of the GMTV women presenters and arguably the best. It's got nothing to do with her age, let me tell you. I could tell you that now. This is just, this is troublemaking of the worst possible kind. They axed the programme she was doing. It's in a cost-cutting measure. And so what they've done is they've sent John Stapleton out, who, of course, is much older, much, much older. She says she's looking forward to reclaiming her social life. What, at seven in the morning, dear? Don't be so silly. There is no social life at seven in the morning. It's, it's, you just can't do things like that. You have to... It's a total readjustment, but got nothing to do with the age. Unfortunately, uh, you've got Emma Crosby, 32. Have you seen her? Just looks like bog-standard TV presenter. I mean, she could be anybody. I've said before, you've got to have something on television that sets you apart from other presenters. I did watch the other day... Um, Christine Bleakley, again, I'm sorry to keep mentioning Christine Bleakley, because she's not normally on my, on my sort of I'm bored to pieces with you list. But I did watch it, and frankly, she's lame as a presenter. She's a bit too, oh, you know, and it's, she's a bit, she's a little bit Lorraine Kelly. She's sort of, try, hey, you, she's a little bit, trying to be so interested in everything, but at the same time, coming over as fake and false, and all this, you know, as if you're really, it's like Lorraine Kelly. You can tell when Lorraine Kelly's switched off, because she's asking a question. And somebody will be talking, and as opposed to going, oh, so-and-so, so she'll be going, oh, that's really interesting. Oh, that's great. Oh, you're so lucky. She does bog-standard interviews. They're bog-standard questions. They really are. So she's what? Yeah, Dem O'Leary does the same. Mind you, have you heard his radio programme? Crikey. What a pile of rubbish. What a pile of rubbish. The sooner his days are finished, the better. Look at me being all bitter on a Friday. I don't know. Not like me at all, is it? Not many. Oh, I'll tell you what I have got for you. I've got a how low. I'm not sure if I want to give it to you, because it's a laptop. And the last time we had a laptop, there was an absolute frenzy. And it went for something stupid like 48p. And I'm afraid I'm in the business of, of trying to drum up a bit of interest. I'm not giving these things away, but I have a horrible feeling I'll have to. So details coming up in a moment. These are the headlines. It's Gordon Brown's turn to take his place in front of the Iraq inquiry this morning. Anti-war protesters say uh, they'll aim to hand over a bloodstained cheque to the former Chancellor to highlight his role in the war. A sort of five-year-old British boy kidnapped in Pakistan could soon be freed after police in the country arrested a man over the incident. And Boris Johnson's giving £900,000 to offer homeless people in London the chance to gain skills and get work. It's part of the Mayor's Homeless to Work programme. 
Double check on the state of the roads for you this morning. It's lovely Hugh Broom. Thank you very much, Steve. Good morning. Uh, not a lot doing it. 97.3. Morning, team. Nice to be company. 19 minutes past five. Steve Allen's early breakfast. LBC 97.3. 84850. Steve at LBC dot co dot uk eight four eight five yeah just eight four eight you know, sometimes you say the number so often you kind of then you repeat it and you go am I sure that's right yes and you think have I given out my home number or something like that there was a lady who came on to Anthony's program earlier on and she was going well I'd love to know where you live and he said well if you found out he said I'd move I thought absolutely right god dear stalkers a five foot two built like a barrage balloon stalker not exactly going to miss her though are you let's face it right. In my Dell laptop giveaway this morning. I don't know why they give me these things. It drives me mad. I've said to them, listen, we're, too, we're giving them a good programme. Now we're expected to give away Dell laptops. And it really gets on my nerves. And the manager would go, listen, Steve, it's nice to give something back. As I'm giving something back every morning. Every morning I'm giving, giving, giving. And now we come up with a special, because it finishes at 7am this morning, so it makes it very special for this programme, Dell Laptop. This has got 160 gigabytes of hard drive, plenty of room to store your music, your videos and your important documentation. person with the lowest unique bid will win. The lowest bid in pence that nobody else makes. The last one, I think, went for about 48p. It was absolutely... I mean, it's pathetic. I paid more than that from a, for a DVD player for the producer. She said, I said, I bought you a dick, because she's moved into another place, you know, palatial. It's got its own staircase and butlers and things like that. So I bought her a DVD player to celebrate moving in. And so I said, it'll be arriving today. And so she said, oh, you bought it for me? And I said, I hate it when people go on about it. I said, listen, they're not expensive. I've not wasted any money on you, believe you me. You know, if it, if it came in at over 30 quid, I wouldn't have bought the blooming thing. So I said, it'll be delivered today. Oh, I said, all right, well, rent it from me then. Because you go round the houses, don't you? It's like somebody giving you a Christmas present. You go, oh, really? All right, no, I'll take it away. It's a DVD player. This, when, when they first came out, DVD players were like 150 quid, 160 pounds. Really expensive. Now, you can get them as low as 15 quid. 15 pounds for a DVD player. Anyway, so this, I mean, it's, it's, it's even more expensive than the Dell laptop. <clears throat> I shall bring the hammer down at 7am this morning. All you have to do to play is you've got to work out the lowest unique bid. Now, generally speaking, they go between zero and a, I've not known one of these go over a pound yet. It might do, but generally speaking, they don't. So you text on your little phone, LBC, and then your bid in pence. So if you think, for example, it's going to go for 35p, you text LBC, 35, just the number, and you send that to treble 888821. If you want to bid, say, pound fifty-three, you text LBC, 153, and send that to 888821. Two one competition ends at seven a.m. You must be over sixteen. Entries are limited and cost one pound fifty plus your standard network rate. Go to lbc.co.uk for full terms and conditions, and it will finish at seven. And the computer will tell you, and it'll tell you quite quickly at this time of the morning if you've got a unique bid. In other words, a unique bid, the one that nobody else has made, and that's what you want. And if somebody else comes up and makes that that bid then it will write back and go, you haven't got a unique bid anymore, so it encourages you to make another one. Limit yourself, don't, don't go ballistic, don't go ballistic on it, but they do go very, very cheap. They go, they go cheap, these things. And you can have a nice Dell laptop. Ken thinks I sound a little bit like Mariella Frostrup. Thank you. Thank you. Little... Really? Well, I'm a bit hurt by that, actually. Oh, is she? I think she sounds like she smokes 100 fags a day. Poor old soul. <laughs> oh, she sounds sexy. Oh, well, there you go. Yes, but she's a woman. <laughs> oh, I don't sound like a lady, I just sound sexy. 
I'm not believing this, I'm afraid. Uh, 84850, steve at lbc.co.uk. Uh, Ian says, Anthea's stock began to nosedive with that chocolate bar photo. That was the problem, wasn't it? That was the, uh, the problem with Anthea and... And I'm afraid to say it, it was her downfall. She didn't realise just how stupid she was going to look. But there again, I never thought she was bright in the first place. They always say, I had no idea. Somebody said, hold this chocolate bar. Because they gave the chocolate bar away on the front cover of the magazine. I remember buying the magazine and it came with the free chocolate bar. And there she is endorsing it. I thought, no, exactly. I, but what, can you remember what the chocolate bar was? Oh, a snowflake. I wouldn't even remember it was, is it still being sold? Oh, right. Oh, gone down the toilet pan, same as Anthea's career then, hasn't it? And the funny thing is, I, I'm, I'm trying to explore, I'm trying to work out in my own mind why Anthea's career went down. Pretty girl, you know, pretty girl, sort of, if you like that kind of fake, bleach blonde kind of look. I've, I just thought that when she started doing The Perfect Housewife, I thought she was patronising, living in an £11 million house, talking to who? Talking to who? Who on earth watched that programme? And this is how we fold towels. Oh, bog off. I'm really not remotely interested. If you haven't learnt to fold... Perhaps, perhaps she was doing it for herself. If you haven't learnt how to fold a towel, it's like Aggie and the other dreary old bag that come round your house and start cleaning it. You know, the one with the fake knot on the top of her head. Kim. She did. Oh, very odd. They're both a bit peculiar. And they come round and clean it. How, how clean is your house? They hated each other, didn't they? When you discovered that afterwards? Yeah. We do, well, I, I never thought that. But, I mean, I've, I've seen people before. I mean, I know lots of double acts on the radio and television. Hate each other. Hate each other. But they have to pretend they like each other. Well, look at Eamon Holmes and Anthea Turner. Hated each other. Mind you, I don't think he's the easiest person to get on with. You know, I mean, because she, she'd actually want to go, oh, so I folded a towel today. And he's, like, shoving pies in his mouth as fast as possible. I mean, he is enormous. I mean, he is Jabba the Hutt on fat little legs. He's huge. And he has all his clothes made... Long. Have you ever looked at his, his, his jackets? Oh, absolutely. All his jackets are made. You look, when he stands up, he wears three-quarter length jackets. For the simple reason, it takes away from how big he... Now, we know this, because we have a phone call on Thursday. And he tells us these things. <laughs> we know that. Somebody says, uh, I had this cough and cold too, lasted for two weeks. I think I've had it for two weeks already. I think I've had it for two weeks. <laughs> That's good. I do love it. Oh, incidentally, okay, no more, no more Essex girl jokes. And I tell you for why. A charity. Wait for this one. A charity has been set up to combat the stereotype of them as dumb, stiletto-wearing, wine-swilling blondes. It says such stories have damaged their self-esteem. Yep, I'm coming to grips with this as well. I'm sorry, Essex girls, OK? Dumb, stiletto-wearing, wine-swilling blondes. No, I don't see anything the matter with that at all. That kind, of, that kind of sums them up. But anyway, this charity plans to empower local women with projects including art and poetry competitions. See Jodie Marsh going for that, can't you? You can see Jodie Marsh coming up with a bit of poetry. All right, bit of poetry, OK? Day one, got my tits out. Day two, put them away. You know, that'll be it. End of... I mean, there's, there's, there's nothing else. The Essex Women's Advisory Group, a registered charity, have already raised, wait for this, 34 grand in voluntary contributions. From who? Patron Elizabeth Hart, who is also chairwoman of Essex County Council, said, I am sick... I'm oh, sorry, I'm sick and tired of people putting Essex girl down. I bet she's really cultured. She's got a name like that, Elizabeth Hart. 
She sounds like she used to go around knock on doors and do, sell makeup. Don't do my makeup. Hello, I'm here from Avon. People are putting. So listen, stop putting Essex girls down, okay? For sex or anything else, just make them stand up in future. There's no point. Essex girl, they've got feelings. Essex girls, not many, but they've got feelings. If you'd seen, and I'm going to bring in next week, because you've got a DVD player, but you will have by next week, I'm going to bring in my big, fat, gypsy wedding. You have to watch it to see what some of these young girls at 12 to 14 wear. They look like cheap... And they say in the programme, they say a lot of people think we look like cheap slappers, but their morals are not. And yet the outfits they're wearing... I mean, girls who are about 18, getting out of cars, wearing little hot pants and crop tops, you know, a little bit... You know, anybody else, you'd be going, Essex girl. You'd be going, Essex girl. That's the sort of thing that people turn up, you know, to a nightclub wearing if they were looking to pull a footballer. And if they were from Essex. The trouble is most of these girls are from Essex. You know why? Because it's the nearest thing to London. You're not going to trek down from Wales, are you? The Welsh girls, I've noticed, all appear on the Jeremy Kyle show. They don't appear in London clubs because it's a long way to travel. We don't do that. So all the girls appearing in the London clubs, wearing the little micro-mini skirts, the little white PVC boots, you know, the bleach blonde hair and the, uh, the uplifting bra, are all Essex. Not going to come from Streatham, are they? They're going to come from Essex. Because they live out there and they'll want to be nail technicians. Or they want to work in a beauty bar and things like that. <laughs> oh, dear. I don't know. 84850, uk. More of your texts and emails, more from the papers and uh, John Warrington. Oh, and a nice cup of coffee after this. London's biggest conversation. Morning, everybody. 28 minutes to six. It's uh, Steve Allen's early breakfast. And as has been pointed out to me, an Essex girl is not just for Christmas. With a bit of luck, she'll make it through to Boxing Day standing up. Way Love those Essex girls. Good news is that uh, Tess Daly uh, has broken her silence about uh, Vernon Kay and saying, I've married him for life. It's been tough. Sorry. It's been tough. Sorry. It's been tough getting through the last few days because he sent the text to that page three slapper. <laughs> and, uh, but we're getting through it because we're <coughs> strong and, and it, it's great. Now, I heard you. Like we give a toss. Talk, well, actually, I heard you talking with um, Alan the other day mm. and he was, uh, he was saying that, you know, if you just send a text, it's okay. And actually, it's not okay. No, I said it wasn't okay. It's not okay no. because there's no difference in me. It's like me sending you a love letter, but not telling anyone. Call the police. Call the police. <laughs> He's admitted it finally on air. Not a dear John letter. <laughs> not a dear. No, <laughs> dear that'd be me to you. <laughs> yeah, that'd be for me too. But isn't it the same? I, absolutely. If I wrote you a secret letter yeah. and sent it to you and said, "I've looked at you across the the desk at LBC for years, and I like you, and I think you're." And, but it doesn't... you telling me that that doesn't mean anything. I signed it John. I think it was John Cushing, you see. That'd be the difference. <laughs> Former sports editor. I don't, he no hesitation. <laughs> he can't write. <coughs> he can type. Yes, type. But, but I, I agree with you, because people... I spoke to somebody yesterday, a copper, actually, a friend of mine, and he's 30, and he's going to get married very shortly, but he went out to a club and he was flirting with this woman. Hmm. And he said, that's all right, isn't it? I said... No. No, it's not. I said, what happens if somebody wants to take it a bit further? He said, well, you just don't. I said, that's the trouble. You do. People do. And they go, nobody will find out. That's why they do it. Yeah, and the seed is all already sown in your mm. head, isn't it? It's like people that go on stag weekends, or hen weekends, for that matter. Mm. It doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman. Everyone does it. And then they go off to, I don't know, some, uh, some city in Europe, 
and go to the red light district. Yes, absolutely. Yes, and do and they think that's I okay. I was invited to a, a stag weekend, and again, I think it was to Budapest. And what they did, supposed to people trotting off to the red light district, they brought the red light district into them. Yes, and they brought in girls who performed, and this apparently was seen as okay. Yeah, that's okay, isn't it? It's strange, isn't it? Time you get them, girls. You know, they've been round the block four or five times. I bet you didn't go on that stag weekend. I don't do Budapest. <laughs> no, see, I, I can't do the Budapest. food. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you don't like a bit of goulash. I don't like goulash. <laughs> Actually, strange enough, I do like goulash. Oh, long goulash as long as it's got some, some bread to dunk in. But, but now, it's, it's this flirting thing. It's how far does it go? Yeah, exactly. But in other words, I mean, I asked Ralph Little this, and it comes up this weekend. There was a picture of uh, one of his co-stars turning up on his front door with a duvet and two, two pillows. Mm. And they were going, ooh, and she spent the night. And he said, if somebody turns up on your doorstep with a duvet and two pillows, do you honestly think that you're going to be having a relationship? I mean, quite clearly, I've got bed linen. If they're sleeping on the couch or something like that, they bring their own duvet. Absolutely. They wouldn't bring their own duvet because they'd be going in with him. Absolutely. In his, into his bed. Absolutely. But then, but then <clears> does it mean, you see, because what, what the press say is that... Um, if you're seen going into somebody's house at 11 o'clock at night mm. and you don't emerge till 6 in the morning, quite clearly you're at it. I don't see why. Well, that's what they think. You could be arriving late at your... I could be coming round to you quite late at night, which is possible with the hours that I keep. Yeah, but not with my hours, because I've been in bed since 7. I know, but then I'd let myself in, and they would assume we were having a wild was affair. It, just, well, just, just, but hang on, just hang backtrack on. it. Where'd you get the key from? What <laughs> do you mean you'd let me yourself key, in? Agent. Well, no, you put it on a string <laughs> through the letterbox. <coughs> you put your hand yeah. in and you pull the key out. And you don't <laughs> get, but they don't. what they don't realise is that it's very convenient for me to stay at your house, because I'm catching a very early flight from Heathrow and a cab from Twickenham to Heathrow is much cheaper than the one from Muswell Hill to yeah. Heathrow. So I've lost my mouse it. actually, Amanda. I've lost. Look, my mouse has gone. Oh, there I've it lost is. Contact. I've, oh, it's a. Oh, what's the matter with it? It's not doing. Oh, it says it's got it back. Yeah, but I, 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 I think flirting is dangerous. I think it flirting's is. great. It's but I think then it goes a little. How far do you go when you flirt? Well, what what is flirting all about? Flirting. If I start flirting with Amanda, for example. She'd, she'd, Sorry. She'd go back to New Zealand. <laughs> she really would. Instantly. Yeah. Um, but if I did start flirting with her, every Friday I came in here... Well, and she I'm, wouldn't take it seriously. You know. Well, she might do. No, she wouldn't. She might. No, believe she me, might she might start wouldn't. flirting back. No, she wouldn't. No, she wouldn't. Why? Well, because A, What's you haven't wrong got any money. Me? Secondly, you haven't got any oranges <laughs> or a DVD player, so there's no point. You can get What's the point of going out with you? You can get a DVD player. They're a dime a dozen these Shut days. it. I've just bought her one. <laughs> Don't tell her that. She thinks they're expensive. She thought, yeah, you haven't <laughs> bought the Bang & Olufsen of DVD No, sadly players, not. Toshiba. Exactly. <laughs> £9.50. I, ke- I kept saying to her, they're really cheap. They're really they cheap. cheap. Isn't it funny, though, about DVD players? Because DVD players were never very, very expensive. They were all about £150. Yes. But you think how much a video player was when it came? Out. Yes. I've got a video and a DVD player, and I paid under £100 for it. Yes. But when videos first came out, they were like £300. Yes, yes. And people were, oh, I can't afford yes, those. Yes, I like agree. Plasma television. I had um, a CD player, which uh, a lady friend of mine uh, bought me, and it played six CDs on a big disc oh, that came yes. out and rotated round. They're like £300. Yeah. Now... I, I plugged my iPod in the car and I've got 6,000 tunes yeah. as opposed to a CD player which played six. Well, nobody buys CD players because your DVD player plays CDs. Yeah. Don't they, really? Yeah. And they're normally linked to some kind of sound system. You don't need them anymore. Do people buy CDs anymore? 
I do, yes. Do you? Yes, yes I do. You well, actually, I mean, I, I, I do buy occasionally. <clears throat> I get sent a lot by my friend Jackie, and and then I do download from iTunes. Oh, yes, well, yes. I tend why. not to... You know, you're right, actually. I tend not to buy CDs. You don't go wandering into a shop anymore. No, do I don't. Dale does. Does he? Oh, well, God, yeah, yeah. He goes to shops for CDs. Oh, yes, and he'll buy two lots. What, of the same one? Of the same one. He'll, he'll do the same as Elton John. Elton will buy six lots, so he's got one set for each house. So when he goes to a right. house... The set of CDs that he's got in London is in Los Angeles, is in Miami, is in... Yes, it's all over the place. He's got the same set of CDs. Are you sure he's not buying his own records just so he gets to number one? Possibly. Not Dale, but... Possibly. No, yes. <laughs> well, Dale Elton. has got a record. What, out? A CD, yes. It's an old one. Oh, but it's, it's not out now. Uh, I think you could probably get it on eBay. It's Dale's Supermarket Sweep. Does he sing? No, he, no mercifully, no, he doesn't. Although he did sing really? when they did a Spice Girls programme. The Spice Girls, it was an audience with the Spice Girls, and he actually came on with Jonathan Ross and everybody, and they sang. Oh, yeah, but in a he group. doesn't. He would be the first to admit he doesn't sing. But if you sing in a group, it's okay because you can lip sync. Yes. They can do all the singing, and you can just open your mouth at the Yeah, right but they point. were all singing individually. Really? Yes. Little, little cameo. It was ghastly. <laughs> I have to tell you. If, if, <laughs> he won't mind me saying that. Well, he probably will, actually. Uh, Stephen Bridlington says uh, you need uh, cough candy, victory V's. For this throat. I've, I've got a. I can't have anything, Stevie, that's got sugar in it. What about inhaling with Fryer's Balsam? Uh, I've got a new inhaler, which they gave me yesterday. It was on, on prescription. What, a puffer, no, no, no. It's um, it's a thing you put in hot water mm. and put a towel. And I've got at the moment. I'm going through Potter's sugar-free cough pastels. Relieves the symptoms of coughs, colds, and bronchial guitar. Which you sounds disgusting. You haven't got a sore throat anymore, though, have you? Yes. This is still, <coughs> still... It's actually worse today than it was <laughs> yesterday. I sounded less. Less nasally, yeah. but I did a lot of talking yesterday and the day before. What I need is a rest over the next Keep the voice. Sh- shut few up, days. in other words. You need to shut up. Yeah, but I can't, can I? Well, you can't for the next I can't really. hour and 20 minutes, so then you can really shut up. Yes. All day. But it is strange, because I'm bumping into people constantly all the time in Twickenham. We're going, how's, missed you, missed you, how's mm. your throat, how's your voice? And I'm going, it's fine, and then break out into a coughing fit. <laughs> Not, not exactly as clever as I thought I was. People have been, even my staff at work, who said, what's the matter with Steve? I know. Said nothing trivial. I must have worry. got it fifteen times in Twickenham yesterday. It's good though. People care about you. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's nice. It's very nice. Um, but unfortunately, poor old Stella. Oh yeah. And Tony, you have the Riverside Cafe. Yeah. She's developed it, so she thinks now you can pass this on through the microphone. I think. You're and just Nick Ferrari's got it too. Well, that's not that. Uh, that I'm not surprised because the temperature in the studio. James O'Brien was talking about it yesterday. Goes from one extreme to another, so it could be that. Oh, he's got a habit, I must tell you about. Who? Nick Ryan. James O'Brien. <laughs> <laughs> Shall I tell them about no. this habit? <laughs> it was the worst habit I've ever seen in my life. Now, call me old-fashioned, but there's one thing that, that I do not like. Well, in fact, there's quite a number of things I do not like. I would never, ever sit at a dinner table with somebody and blow my nose. No. Don't great. ask me why. I just... I think you should leave the room and do that. Mm. And... The other thing, and I, I was sitting in the office the other day, grieves me to tell you this, ladies and gentlemen, but I'm a very honest presenter. There's no point in going around the houses and pretending to be Anthony Turner. It's, everything's wonderful and rosy. And James O'Brien's sitting there, and he's reading the papers, and he cuts the papers with a pair of scissors. Cuts the articles out. The articles out. Hmm. The next thing, he takes the scissors, and he starts cutting his ear hair. Oh, and then, he moves into his nose hair. Oh, that's, not, uh, that's quite I've enough I've never seen anything so... Awful. I mean, that's like sitting at a dinner table and going, do you mind if I break wind? 
You know, it's it's just awful. It is awful. You do know that there are about 1.5 million people squirming at the moment under their duvets. Well, I'm glad this. because it, it's not just me. I mean, I'm, I, I don't I don't say things for effect. It's like years ago, if you I read hope the leave the scissors there for everyone to well, use. Well, that's afterwards. the trouble. He doesn't. He just carries on cutting the paper. That's oh. that's one of a number of bad habits. But David Niven years ago used to in his book, and I think it was Bring on the Empty Horses. He talked about because he was a Hollywood actor, people out of the business thought that all the Hollywood actors went to orgies. And this man kept pestering him to say, listen, I'd love to come to one of these Hollywood orgies. And David would be going, yeah, well, yeah I'll, I'll let you know. And this went on for ages. And eventually he said to this guy, OK, there's an orgy. Uh, it's this weekend, OK? Uh, this is the address. And so they go, oh, thank you, I'm so great. I can't believe it. You know, famous people and everybody start naked. And so at the appointed hour, he turns up at this huge Hollywood mansion. The door is opened by this lady, stark naked, she goes, good evening, sir. And he goes, <laughs> And so they go in. She said, uh, check your clothes in here. And they've got a cloakroom. And so he, he takes everything off, hangs all his clothes up. And she goes to these big double doors and goes, welcome to the party. Opens the doors and everybody's wearing, wearing black tie. <laughs> and he stands <laughs> there, naked. start naked. <laughs> Poor thinking, man. And never, ever asked again, surprisingly. Yes. You imagine... Isn't, isn't, I know, isn't that just so good? Get it out of his system, though, Yes, yes. Won't be going to one of those parties again. Oh, hello, it's... Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) I know, earlier in the programme, you did start, but you didn't finish. Quite normally. Yes. Quite normally. You started... started That's my appeal. ...to tell a story. (laughs) Yeah. But you didn't continue or explain it properly. About what? Why the Sunday Times, not the newspaper, your programme on a Sunday, is changing, you said. I wish I knew. Oh, you don't know? Well, I mean, I only know it brings it it in line with everybody else's programme. So the the breakfast show during the week runs 7 till 10. 10. And on Saturday it's 7 till 10. I used to be 7 till 10, and then they moved it later. 8 till 11. 8 till 11. Now we're moving it back 7 till 10, so they're all the same. Oh, I see. So, in other words, people don't get a lion on Saturday. (coughs) No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. So, in fact, it suits me fine, because it means I'm finished at 10 o'clock in the morning. Before yeah. I was finished at 11. Mm. So we've already done 7 till 10. It's like this being early breakfast, because if you go round the country, 90% of breakfast shows start at 6. Yes. So I'm quite lucky, because I get the audience increase, A, from 5, but at 6, even better, which is fantastic. Because everybody's waking up. Everybody's waking up, you see. So I'm quite lucky. I'm quite grateful that Nick Ferrari doesn't want to start work till 7. I think, that, that, I think it, that's the right time to start yes. 7 o'clock in the morning. Oh, I, I think 10 is a better time, for, to be honest with <laughs> the you. The crack of telling that not starting at all. Or as, or as Penny Smith will be saying, you know, I'll be having lions Poor now. old Penny Smith. No, no, poor old Penny. Well, she's not that old. She's no, 51. She, in fact, I didn't think she was as old as that. No, she's she always played down good. her age. As you do if you're in television, because for women, it's, uh, it's a stigma, isn't it? But I think for 51, she looks really good. I think she looks great. Really, yeah. really good. She comes over as very natural, comes over far more natural than Lorraine Kelly. Far more natural And she's than, on later. She yeah. doesn't have to get up at the crack of dawn. And some of hers are pre-recorded. Are they? Oh, yes. It's like the Alan Titchmarsh show. They're not all Oh, live. no, no, no. no. Well, the one I used yeah. to do was that we used to pre-record yeah. too. And, and the, lo- the Loose Women as well. So many are live, and then I think two are pre-recorded. Yeah, so they get a long weekend off and they can do other things. Also, it's, it's easier for studio time. You just record them. And Alan does his thing as well. That's why you'll notice that they don't do anything from the paper on the days that it's pre-recorded. They can't. No. They haven't seen them. Exactly. <laughs> but you have to be so careful when you do those, because if you're talking about something, you know, and you mentioned the football match, mm. by the time that programme goes out, that football match is already lost and won. It's or... very difficult to mention people in case somebody dies or something yeah. like that, and you don't know. <laughs> but you do have to sometimes, yeah. if it's topical. Anyway, uh, it's uh, quarter to six.
These are the headlines. Anti-war protesters will try to hand Gordon Brown a giant bloodstain check later when he appears before the Iraq War Inquiry in Westminster. Police in Pakistan say they're questioning two people over the kidnap of a five-year-old British boy who was abducted from his grandmother's home yesterday. And MPs will get a pay rise of nearly £1,000 a year. It'll take the average salary up to just under £66,000. Let's have a check on the state of the roads for you. It's Hugh Broom. Thank you very much, Steve. If you are heading... heading... 13 minutes to six is at the time. Poor, poor Dan in Woking says, I've listened to you before and usually have to tune out because it's too early for such bitchiness. But you still seem too bitchy for me. What? Sado. Can we have that in English? Sa- I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's sad, really, isn't it? Poor, so- poor old Dan, we say. Poor old Dan. Never mind, sweet pea. I'm sure one day you'll you'll come into the adult world and it'll be all lovely and roses and pink ice cream. There's no bitching this morning. I know. We haven't discussed anything. all there, <laughs> Did it say B4, like the number, letter B no, and number no. four? But he has actually tried texting to other people and he's not had much luck with people, actually. <laughs> he's, he's, he's not doing very well in the friends <laughs> department. Jan says, I too have been asked how you're feeling and people are missing you a lot. I get, I'm still getting loads of cards, Jan. Lovely. But people aren't missing you now because you're back. Yes, I know. Yes, but so somebody tuned in the other day and they said I didn't think it was you because I, didn't, I sounded a bit throaty. And when I came back on Tuesday, uh, I was <clears> sounding particularly throaty. And having not done the programme for four days and been away for five... You were a bit dry. I was, A, a bit dry, but also I wasn't prepared what the headphones sounded like. It takes me a day to get back into... The adjustment. The adjustment yeah. and the sound. And so Alan was in on the, the Tuesday... In a very silly mood. I could have slapped him, but yes, anyway, he was. I agree. Very silly. Very mood. silly. Very silly. Mood. I don't know what's the matter with him recently. No, he's gone most peculiar. I think it's time he went back to the home with Auntie Enid. I know. Well, don't no, don't mention. She's not had a good time recently. No, she's, she picked up a virus. Really? Not yes. from you? Sorry, not from you. No, not from me. No, I don't know where she's got it from. Somebody in the home, I think, had it. But uh, they've also changed uh, the, the the working practice. The uh, the carers have come in to look after. Oh, they're coming on a different. <coughs> like coming on going different. On a... She's got a few people now. She doesn't know them. And she's not happy. Probably best that she doesn't know. Them. Well, I think best that <laughs> they also don't rumors. get to know her. <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> so other stories in the papers today. Front page. I must mention very briefly because they've they've done a few sort of odd uh, stories. The Daily Star, as usual with their odd story, is uh, a young girl identif- uh, identical to Madeleine McCann was seen singing in a children's choir on television. And they've got a picture of this girl. I mean, it is stretching it a little bit. Uh, Katie Price has turned up with one half of the the Mary pair. Oh, right. I do like that programme. Yes. The trouble is, I mean, you begin to wonder how much poor old Gary has been Botoxed. And the boyfriend, who makes things out of MDF or does carpeting for her, I hope she's paying him. Of course he's, she's paying him. Yeah, well, I, I, I'm sure she's paying the makeup artist. Although, oh, yeah. to be honest, she's looking so ancient. Who? The makeup Katie artist? Katie Price. Because when... Because John very kindly copied for me the other week mm. what Katie did next. And she goes to have her eyelashes done. Yeah. And as the camera went in, it was just a bit too close. She's got really bad skin. And she's growing sideburns. It's because she's quite hairy. She's very hairy. Yeah. Very hairy. And the darker her skin goes, because she's... That, that's spray tan, isn't it? It's not real tan. It's not... I mean, the boyfriend looked most peculiar, and then I saw... Well, he's spray-tanned as yes. well. I, I find it very odd with sort of the, uh, the gay makeup artist and his, uh, his boyfriend. Mm. They're both extremely camp. Extremely? And yes. all their friends You are. would have thought, actually, one person in the relation, relationship would be Butch. Neither of them. <laughs> Neither of them, I'm Although afraid. He's very good with a drill, one of very them. Good, very yes. good, yes. He laid that floor for that New Year's Eve party. Didn't he? Wasn't he marvellous? Covering up the, the carpet. carpet. What a naff house. <laughs> what a naff house. Well, yeah, I, do you know, I think the house is very... 
kind of cold. It's quite lived in. I mean, there's toys everywhere. That's the trouble, there's toys. Toys everywhere, children. Yeah. And I thought the decorations for that party were a bit naff. Cheap and naff, I thought. Really? Because when they went, oh, and Katie's brought in caterers, I thought, what sort of food have you got, dear? Maybe chicken McNuggets <laughs> or something. <clears throat> and then they had, and here is a man who's a party planner. I know, I thought, frankly, with the naffest selection of party things, I want the theme of Narnia, because if you remember, she'd been to the Christmas thing. Yes, which she liked. And that was Narnia, she? she liked it. So yeah. she obviously goes to this party planner, who, I, frankly, I wouldn't use, and she goes, um, I want Narnia. His idea of Narnia was spray twigs in a pot with white lights on. Yeah. Biggest pile of rubbish I've ever seen. There wasn't a lion inside. No. I would have had everyone in fur coats. Yeah. I would have had a big wardrobe inside the street door. You notice that half her friends, circle friends, never turned up. Oh, you wait to see tonight's, the one I've got for you now. Last night's one. Oh, really? Is, oh, yeah. I'm not sure I can cope with this. <laughs> it's all coming. It's completely different. But they're not in it. The two Marys. Right. They're not in God it. for that. No, they're not in it. This is Katie Price. But if you were what doing... Katie did next. If you were doing a Narnia-themed party, wouldn't yeah. you have... Especially, it's quite a big street door, yes. isn't it? You'd have the door, and you'd have people entering through a wardrobe. So as you come into the house, you'd go through a wardrobe, and then it would be magical inside. Well, she's obviously easily... But the trouble is, because she's cheap, she's got no idea what class looks like. So when she says, oh, I want to look like Narnia, and he said, yeah, we, we'll dim the lights later, I'm looking at it thinking... A five-year-old could have done this better. <laughs> it was really so naff. I've done far better things in my room Absolutely. At the club, my you. brother did better last Christmas. Was it... No, Christmas before, when he did the entire hall in... Mm. It looked like, um... I can only describe it as insulating stuff for the loft, but in white. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, lovely. On the floor, the walls and the Mom. ceiling, the whole... But with lights behind it. Oh, it must have looked fantastic. It looked like walking into an ice grotto. Mm. And he did that. Well, that looked ten times better than what, what she'd had done. Yes. It was very dreary. The DJ, very naff. Pokey little sitting room. A few people... Nobody was... They were all standing in the kitchen thinking, I'm going to be on television, I'm going to be on television. Yeah, well, that's what happens. It was really... She changed three times. Still managed to look rough. <laughs> no, Poor soul. I did, There's something about her. <coughs> I, I warmed her. Mm. I do think she's lonely. Oh, absolutely. I've said that a million times. You can spot it. Mm, you right. can spot it in her, in the fact she's sitting there going, I'm going to do this, because just the idea of going to see the horse again apparently forms part of her day, but that's only one... She doesn't do that every day. She does it just once. She has got five horses, by the way. She's obsessed with the horse. Yeah. Well, the programme last night... not go up there that often, though. Which you haven't seen yet. Yeah. Um, was because you were asleep. How much can Harvey see? He must be able to I'm see a sure. bit. She's, she's a very good mother to him, you know. Oh, I've never doubted I'll that at all. I tell you what, she I just did get it... Mother of the Year, I think, yeah. once, didn't she? I just think she's now. <laughs> she soul. did deserve it, because mm. she's very good with that boy. Yeah. She's good with the other two as well. But this is, the one last night is um, all about horses. Oh. Uh, it's quite interesting. And being snowed in. You'll love it. Oh, yes, the snowing in it's bit. It's really good. Because the papers are saying that, you know, Pete's moving back in. Pathetic, she went. I thought, you live your life in the papers, you stupid girl. I've never yeah. read that in the papers, <laughs> that Pete was moving back in. In fact, they, but he looks even worse than she does. When they did a close-up of Alex Reed, he's desperately unattractive. I've never thought he's he was He's got attractive. the biggest nose you've ever seen, and he's this orange colour. Well, he's not sweet, he's thick as a plank. His mother said he could get run over by a parked car. <laughs> He's he that. Has been That's what his mum said. Car. He's dim as a plank. <laughs> he is so dim. We give we we give the marriage because it's not really a marriage. Well, they haven't seen each other since. And did you they? notice that she couldn't sing when she was trying to do karaoke? Oh, she can't. Just karaoke on this New Year's Eve party, which was so naff. The highlight was Duncan James dressing up as Prince Charming, Prince Charming, or something. That was all a bit 
bit girly, I'm afraid. <laughs> bit? Well, well, quite a bit girly. <laughs> extremely girly. He did ask at one point, do you think this is too camp? And I went, not for you, dear. Not <laughs> for you, it's not. Beautifully. Yeah. But it, it, it was just, it's, it's such a naff house, there's no class in it. No. There's, no, there are, there's it, nothing it's going not on. like you'd imagine no. it to be, because she's, you know, I mean, I go, she, she's a bit peculiar looking, but she's quite glam when she goes out and does all those but Do you not things. think it's odd that for a glamour girl, when, when the page three girls go out and they do photo sessions or sign or whatever it happens to be, mm. they're surrounded by blokes, you know, army blokes. They never ever do that with Katie Price. Look at Katie Price's audience who go to the signings. They're all a bit, ooh, ooh. And they're all a bit, they're all girls. Or the only can't. guys, a, a couple of queens who turned up. <laughs> love you, Katie, love you. I'm thinking, she's thinking, I've already got two in my camp. I don't want any more, thank you. <laughs> she's collecting queens. She's collecting queens because the, the, the rest of them were just, they were just naff girls. But you've it was got... always the fat lardy one. Who's found this for me? You've got to say. That was horrible. We both love the programme. Can't can't get enough of the programme. I think it should get a BAFTA. (laughs) I can make a career out of this. It's more entertaining than anything else. I look forward to it. Yes. Oh, I have to be honest. I I sit there thinking, God, you're naff. And somebody would always write in again, well, you were always talking about her. I thought, yeah, because I get paid for talking about it. (laughs) And she is quite fabulous. (laughs) I love her. Yeah. Uh, Bad news today, I must mention, very sad news, that um, a top Harley Street psychologist has flown to France in a bid to save Ashley Cole from a mental meltdown. We do wish Ashley the very best, love. And uh, as I say, if you hadn't sent pictures of you and your parts and your underpants and all the rest of it, perhaps you wouldn't be dealing with things like this, okay? I'm not seeing a psychiatrist. The pictures of him in his underpants didn't do anything for the girls at work. Oh, they were not at all surprised. He's naff. Who's that picture? Somebody sent that to me. I delete it and send it back to them. Well, I'd actually send back going, is this before surgery or after? <clears throat> What a stupid Checking. thing to say. But Cheryl's gone today, hasn't she? Yeah, she's flown to France, mm-hmm. hasn't she? Yeah. I like the way they go, she's jetting stuff. off. Jetting off. It's only an hour and 50 minutes. I know, jetting. Make it sound like they're going to strap her to the wings. <laughs> she's not going on an easy jet or something, on a £3.50 flight, is she? No. She's going to go in Simon's private plane. Do you reckon? He'll loan her a plane, won't he? He, he would loan her a she'll plane. She'll fly to Nice. She'll probably buy her own plane. Nice to see the other day they had the, uh, the Children's Champion Awards, and uh, they, they dredged, them, dredged them all up. Alex Curran... Christine Bleakley and Daniela Westbrook. Oh, what a thrill for the children. Hello, here they are. A cokehead, a girl who does absolutely nothing, and how are you? Because I'm going out with a footballer. <laughs> oh, brilliant for children. Do you think they know who these people are? But Daniel Westbrook. What? Before you knock her. She's brilliant on that ice. I couldn't give a stuff. I know you couldn't, but I, I do. I couldn't care I, less. I love that. I love that oh. programme. And she is ever so good. I think she, she's up there to win. I don't think it's a career move. <laughs> I don't think she's going to go into Disney's Dancing on Ice programme, is she? <laughs> she might do. The only reason she went, they went, you're going to be surrounded by a lot of white stuff. Really? <laughs> <laughs> That's really cruel. I know. Because she is doing very, very oh, well. Oh, I just, I'm not interested. I know you're not. You've been Celebrities only go on there, John, as you know, <laughs> to get 35 grand, which is what it pays. Lovely, I'd go on and there. And even if you're kicked off, as we said to Phil Daniels, he did the BBC Strictly Dancing mm. thing. And he was kicked off in the first week, but I said, the good news is, I said, you get paid the whole amount. He said, yes. Yes, but they still have to go to the recordings of the programme yeah. every week, don't He said, they? but they wanted him to say things like, when, when they were saying, so, isn't this the best thing you've ever done in your life? And he went, no. He said, they said, well, can we stop filming? Can, we, can you say? It's, it's, it's contrived. It's, they're making television. Nobody wants contrived. somebody to come on and have a, a newspaper with all bad news in it. And it's like every week on Dancing on Ice. Yeah. We see the rehearsals. We see them falling over. We see them do this. With the, you know, they, there's always someone every week with an injury. Of course, <laughs> you're on ice. What is it about ice <laughs> every that you're week, not getting? We've got a different yeah. one. But th- th- when they come on, they're absolutely brilliant. Yeah. 
because they speed it up on the television. They're actually going very, very slowly. I used to literally plan my day around... Morning, team. Nice to have you... Oh, well, all throaty then, actually. Have you noticed that? It's strange, actually, this way. I think we, we've actually done a, a, a lot of talking, and so, consequently, it's made it a little bit, uh, a little bit more, more interesting than it would have been the week before. Uh, Noreen says, Good job you went in the supermar- supermarket with us yesterday. Check out, lady. Are you having a good day? Yes, thank you. Do you want a hand packing your shopping? No, thank you. Do you want bags? No, thank you. Are you going to do something nice today? Brian says, I think so. I muttered if ever we get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> That's very funny. I get that. There's a woman in Marks and Spencers. And um, she goes, hello, how's your day going? And I always go, it's going really well. How's your day going? Good. Have you done anything nice today? And you think, it's just, it's a bit bizarre, isn't it? But it's better Why are people being, interested? It's better than, be, than being miserable <laughs> and just ignoring you and giving you no eye contact like that girl in Waitrose who completely ignored me and because I didn't take the box of crackers quickly enough from her, she just let them drop from, the, really? from her hand onto the thing and, <sighs> and tutted away and... They do. I've, I've discovered Waitrose do a lot of that because the other day I was in there and I had a few items... And, uh, and they stand there and go, would you like a bag? It's obviously a standard question. And you think you've got ten items, and you go, no, no, I'll just throw them on the floor. <laughs> I get quite angry, actually, because you think it's only sort of ignorance. Why can't you see, you know, would you like a bag? And then they go, and it's because I stand there, and they sometimes don't put them in the bag, so I, I turn away, thus indicating, I think you better pack. Well, yeah, I don't we, do packing. They don't, well, the, Marks and Spencer's only put the first item in the bag for you. Oh, no, in our Marks, they pack the whole bag. Oh, really? Yeah. You, what, sometimes you have person? to repack. A couple of the boys are not particularly good at, you know, soft, squidgy items, not at the bottom of a bag. No. You know, it's common sense, but quite clearly you're a bit dim. And wine bottles you should lay on their side. Oh, I just tuck those in my pockets. <laughs> I think Open. it's so much easier. I've got a special <laughs> coat. I'm a bit like Fagin. I've got inside, you can get 12 bottles of wine either side. It's much easier. You, 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 do, you don't buy 12 bottles at a time, do you? No, no. No, I did no. the other day. I bought a nice one the other day in Waitrose. I tried a mm. Frascati Superiore. And then I discovered a Pinot Grigio. Oh, Pinot Grigio. Do you know, a Pinot Grigio... Sorry? Pinot Grigio is a lot more money than it used to be. Six ninety nine. this was. That's quite expensive, is it? Steve. It's very light. It's, I mean, it's like drinking water. <laughs> it's, yeah, exactly. <laughs> very expensive bottle, water. The second bottle just disappears, <laughs> doesn't know, it? It's a very, a very <clears throat> easy drink. Oh, Pinot Grigio is, Let me yes. go to the Italian in Epping. Um, we always have Frascati Superiore because it's really nice. Now I've discovered I can buy it as well. And there's no food, just the wine. That's all you have at the yeah. restaurant, is it? I do. I mean, to, to be honest with you, Chris, Sharon and me, I mean, the kids don't drink wine, obviously, but we, we can I get through not. Th- three bottles of wine if we push it. Well, of course you could. It's ever so easy, especially it, those sort of light Italians. Italians. So light. Yeah. Lovely. It is nice, actually. Uh, hope you're pleased, says Noreen, that you're starting that much earlier on the Sunday. Actually, well, I am, because it, it takes it into line with everything else, and also, it's easier for me to do that, because that's what we were doing before. But it must dent your social life on a Saturday. The dancing you might be, could go do out you know, strangely do. enough, I've, I'm going to bed so much later on a, on a Saturday. Are you? Yes, really. And well, last night I had the best night... five past six? Yes, <laughs> five past seven. <laughs> I push it an extra hour. Because when you're up early in the morning, by the time it gets to seven o'clock at night, and today I'm going to be doing a lot of driving, I mean, I'm quite tired when mm. it comes to it. So I shall, I shall go and see Mike, my friend. I'll probably have a cup of tea with Paul Cooper catch up there in the shop with all, all the gossip, uh, and I'll go and have something to eat with Mike, then I'll go and watch a bit of television, have a bit of Frascati or a bit of Pinot Grigio. And then go to bed. And then go to bed. And last night I slept all the way through. Best night's sleep I've had in ages. I oh, love it. I Anthony don't. Davis, constantly moaning about his sleeping. He has real difficulty sleeping. I have the same problem. And, but my problem is... And Darren. Is I go to bed, 
sometimes on a, on a night I'll go to bed about 11.30, really, really tired, my head hits a pillow, I'm gone. But I'm awake an hour later. And what's so annoying is on Sundays when I come in, having been up 27 hours, mm. I get into my little bed. And, you know, you get into your bed, you've had two gin and tonics, just to knock you over the edge. And it's at 7 o'clock in the morning, and the duvet's up, and the temperature's perfect, and you think, mm. oh, this is lovely. I know. And then you wake up at five past nine, two hours later. Mm. And that drives you crazy. Because then you think, well, I'm awake. What am I going to do? Lie here for two hours and listen yeah. to you? Well, of course. I mean, that's, that's what London does. <laughs> yes, what London else does. is doing it. Forgot to mention my how low, if you're a new listener. You weren't with us since five o'clock this morning, in which case you're a podcaster. We love having you. Know, if we included the podcasting figures, we'd wipe the board here. Wipe the board. The most podcasted programme on. It is the most the station, podcasted programme, yes. <laughs> Mainly by lawyers, I think. <laughs> yes. It always amuses me. <laughs> uh, in my how low today, I've got a Dell laptop. I'm in the process of just about to change my laptop. I've still got no uh, no broadband at home. Really? Still got no broadband. Somebody's screwing around with Why it somewhere. Why change your broadband provider? Well, somebody said they were going to lend me a dongle. Oh, yeah, a dongle. Yeah. You know what, what, a what they were talking about, but anyway. So, I've got a <laughs> Dell laptop, 160 gigabytes of hard drive, plenty of room to do your music, your videos, and your important documentation. Person with the lowest unique bid will win. Lowest bid in pence, nobody else makes. Hammer will come down at 7am this morning. You've got about uh, 47 minutes left to go. To play on this one, you text LBC, followed by your bid in pence, and send it to treble 821. So to bid, say, £1.69, you text LBC 169 and send that to treble 821. OK. Competition ends at 7am this morning. Must be over 16, I'm afraid. Entries are limited and cost £1.50 plus your standard network rate. Go to lbc.co.uk for full terms and conditions. Uh, Johnny says, I've sussed out MasterChef with the Aussie and Gruff mm. Cockney. I can't bear the Cockney one. Who's the Cockney one? Is he? Yes, there is. There's, there's one who's bald, isn't there? Which I can't bear him. Can't bear him. Are you talking about the chefs or the people? Well, I don't know. They had Ainsley Harriet described the other day on television as a <laughs> chef. Which I thought was a bit strange because I thought Ainsley Harriet was a cook. There is a difference. A cook um Is there? Oh yes, absolutely. A chef works in a restaurant and cooks there, but as a chef, and I always understood Ainsley Harriet worked at Lord's Cricket Ground when he was working in the in the business. And so that makes him a cook because you're doing mass catering. A chef is creative in the kitchen. Uh-huh. And they put him down as chef, and I thought, never seen that before. Fourteen past six. LBC ninety-seven point three. Imagine drinking a glass of frascati at this <laughs> right time now. of the morning. Right, oh, I can't well, think anything worse. Well, you would if you'd just come in. In- Ingrid says, don't wine contain sugar. Doesn't wine contain sugar. <laughs> oh, blimey, I'm correct people's English at this time of the morning. How come you drink wine? Oh, dear, it gets worse, doesn't it? When you say you're a diabetic. Is it, you don't think you just sort of stop doing things because you're diabetic. I eat ice cream as well. Wine tastes eat so much cream. better than water. It does, so much better. Um, another one here, um... How do they do the listening figures? I've got no idea, actually. I just know they're up. That's all I can tell you. I have no idea. I never worry about things like that. I don't know how they do it, but it used to be that it was 5,000 people and then make a record of when they listened and what they did. I think it was less than 5,000. It used to be 1,000, I think. It's just an average. It's the way they do television as well. But they can work out exactly, and they know how long people listen for. They know what their listening habits are, so you know exactly. this. I mean, I'm lucky at this time of the morning. For the simple reason that people are not going to be turning off, they turn on, and it builds and builds and builds and builds. Mm. So it's, it's, it's only going to be an upward climb. 
It's never going to be a downward climb, whereas at different different times it goes up and down. Of course, and at, and at different time, at this time in the morning, most people are either listening at home, yeah. and so they don't tend to fiddle with the dials mm-hmm. and things like that. But during the day, it can be different because people are listening in their cars, yeah. uh, they're listening at Workman, work. Workman, sack yeah. in one hand, bottle in the other, you know, well, white could... van man. <laughs> yes, taxi <laughs> drivers. <laughs> they don't have to have a licence, though. Apparently you do. Nick Ferrari was talking about it on the best of Nick Ferrari the other day, that companies that employ more than three people mm. who have the radio on and have other people coming into them have to have a licence uh, because of the advertising, you know, for me, in case music is played, oh, right. royalty licence. Oh, yes, the PRS. Yeah, the PRS. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, I totally agree. Not that we ever get anything out of it. It doesn't make any difference to us. We don't play music. No, no, yeah, no, Perhaps I should start speak. whistling. Uh, I was in Twickenham today, says Diana, collecting my new specs. Had a nose at Poundland. We're getting Poundland where Woolies is. It's all very exciting. We had that. We've got 99p shop. You see, I don't like the 99p shop. Why? Because um, I think paying the extra... Penny. The extra penny gives you something good. I think there's a 98p shop as well somewhere now, isn't Wouldn't there? surprise <laughs> me. But the Poundland has got it. They've got a, re- a website, I think, poundland.co.uk. Huge company. Yes. There's an enormous one in Camden Town. Yeah. It's like, it's like a, you know, a yeah, They do everything, don't they? Everything. How do you feel like a broom or something like that? For a pound. Yeah, I like see, it. That's what I think is good value, but I always worry about the people who made the thing. Only going to get a pound, aren't I think, they? I think it's because it's, it's bought in bulk. It would have to be. And ordered in bulk. Have you tried making a broom recently? From Shanghai, most of it. Shanghai. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. That's... If you go into Marks and Spencers, mm. uh, they don't just ask questions like, have a nice day, and would you like a credit card? If they don't do that, they get a warning. Not around our one. They're far too lax in our one. I think and I've never been a asked warning. about a credit card. Have you ever been asked, have no. you not got a, a, mile, a more... It's no. called something, isn't it? M- miles and more or something, their credit card. Is it? Oh, I don't know. They've got a name. I just, I only do cash, I'm afraid. Oh, yes, only, do only do cash. And bless her heart, Tina, who says, I'm so happy you're back and sounding much better. I'd look at the old presenter photos on the website. Weren't you slim? Well, seeing as there's only one of me full length, Tina, I don't know what you're looking at, love. And of course, I mean, they were taken some time ago. What were you, sort of fat and then went down the other way? Well, you're not fat. You're exactly, not fat. I'm not. I'm absolutely not. I'm, I'm so skinny. I am so skinny. Oh, it's almost embarrassing. Shut it. <laughs> <laughs> the catwalks of Milan are not calling you quite yet. <laughs> but you're certainly not fat. You're not fat. No, I'm not fat. Absolutely not. (laughs) I saw that Pinot Grigio. Dave reckons anybody trained in qualifying and cooking is a chef. Naive. Naive. (laughs) No, no. So, in other words, all those lovely ladies doing school dinners are really chefs. (laughs) Little realising. They're not. Yeah, you're quite right. They're 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 cooks. Cooks. That's the difference. Uh, LBC... Political correspondent uh, will be at the Chilcot Inquiry. Nick Ferrari will be doing that after uh, five this morning. Andy Heyman will be looking through the papers. Should Tony Blair earn five million from his memoirs? Quentin Lett says yes, five million. And uh, no, says John Kampfner, who's the Blair biographer and author of Blair's Wars. To be honest with you, I only asked the question, I couldn't care a lot less how much he's going to earn. Who's going to buy it? Oh, people Nobody bought Sherry Blair's book that she touted around all over the place. Nobody buys these books. She bought that out very quickly, didn't she? Yeah. After his, no, nobody buys left. them, though. If you look at how many people buy these things, they don't. Very small, very small. Um, cells in supermarkets. Lock-up cells. So, um, Lock-up cells. For what reason? Well, uh, um, No, no, for putting criminals, burglars in there, shoplifters. People like that. Oh, OK. Good idea. I'm, I'm all in favour of that. All in favour of that well, like one. like a shame thing. So as you come in the door yes. with your trolley, you've got a row of people this behind... This way to the cell. Behind bars. Yes. 
You can imagine in Welsh <laughs> Wales, I mean, blimey, they, 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 they'll have to build the whole shop as a cell. Well, they could put a little sign on it saying, I stole a Jaffa cake. Yeah. Or, I, I told you, I, I saw girls Pichio. shoplifting from the 99p shop before. Oh, well, shoplifting from the 99p yeah. shop. I wanted to trip them up as they ran out, fat little blobs they were. Well, people used to take from the pick and mix at Woolworths, didn't they? Oh, Edgware Road, Darren used to get really annoyed because all the people around there used to walk through pick I think they thought it was like a courtesy suite so you walk in and you just pick up and yeah. they would stand there and eat them but Darren used to go it's not tea I do the same it's as stealing. well yeah I'm steel I'd say I have taken a grape once in Tesco's oh, or somewhere disgusting. you're just, as bad as these mothers just to try it and then I bought the whole lot yeah, but did you pay for the grape you ate <laughs> well I just thief thief <laughs> I did say to her the weight might not be quite right because I ate one yeah when I got to the desk she went it's mothers who have the kids. Always watch the mothers with the kids sitting in the trolley. They give them a packet of crisps as they go round, and then they just leave the empty wrapper. They're thieves. <laughs> that is I always thieving. go to them, excuse me, are you paying for that packet of crisps your kid's just eaten? Or yeah. failing that, they, they do the same as you. Buy the grapes, and then the kids eat them as they're going round. So when they get there, they've eaten half the grapes. <laughs> thieving little toe I think Tesco's can cope, don't you? Well, no, they, they make a they billion sh- pound a day. You're as bad as Alan Dodgen. <laughs> Tesco's can cope. Well, I tell you what, let's all go shoplifting today. We're not shoplifting. John Warrington says it's okay. Because I, I, I was in a supermarket the other day, and I, I was a bit peckish. You should never go to a shop. I'm not sure you should be listening to this story, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. But you should never go shopping for food if you're when hungry, you're hungry. No, because you buy twice as much. And I bought twice as much wine. I used to eat pork pies and sit in the car and eat them before I'd even got out the car park. Well, I did buy pork pie. Oh, because you know why? Because it's easy. It's snackish. But they used to make in Marks and Spencer, don't do it now, a pork pie with Branston pickle in it. They do it in Tesco's, oh. though. Oh, do they? Mm. They no. do vary pork pies. I know, they They're do. bad for you. Melton Mowbray's the one, don't yeah, they? Yeah, the Melton Mowbray's. Very bad for you, aren't yeah. they? Lovely, though. If you, if you have that... Got to eat something. Full of fat. So, <laughs> but it, you need it. It's like last night, I was... What should I have for dinner tonight? And I had... Do you know what I had? You wouldn't like my dinner. What did you have? I don't think you'd like it. Mm. I hate it already. <laughs> what was it? I don't even know what it is. I don't like it. I wouldn't touch that. What is it? <laughs> <laughs> you see? I couldn't touch it. Not I feel queasy thinking about it. Ham and eggs. Ham and eggs? Mm. So, was so that I, a meal? Yeah, well, it was, I had... <laughs> I had ham. <laughs> and <laughs> eggs. Bit of a giveaway there in the title, isn't it? I had ham and eggs. What did it Lovely comprise ham. of? Ham and eggs. Ham. With what? Three eggs. Three eggs. Fried. Yeah. But from the farm, because I went to my mum's. supposed to wear the moon. <laughs> Not from the shop. We went, went to get those, the they fell out of a tree. They were warm. Warm. <laughs> and they were orange. What, the eggs? Yolks, the yolks were orange. Oh, God. <laughs> you, I know you don't like running Hugh eggs. Broom does coloured eggs. And I had chips and beans with it. It was Oh, marvelous. that sounds quite nice. I'd approve of that. Dinner. Yeah. I'd, I'd it was go a really that. nice dinner. Did you Cost- fry the chips? Oh, you must have fried the chips. No, I didn't. Oven bake. Oh, u- oven chips. Mm. They're better in the halogen oven. They go crispy. Yeah, well, really. These good. weren't bad actually. They weren't bad, and I've, I have learnt from. That's it. Listen, John. For you, eggs? that's probably an ideal meal. For me, <laughs> I wouldn't touch it. Why? You know, because I'd have to have vegetables. Well, I eat lots of broccoli yesterday. I think I'm so bored with broccoli. Honestly, how can you make broccoli look more kale? Oh, that's even, that's even worse. <laughs> it's like cabbage. But get the curly kale, curly right? Curly kale. Curly kale. <laughs> Stop that's making sweet. me laugh. <clears throat> curly kale. Oh, no. It's lovely. You get it from most supermarkets. Steam it. Oh, you can't steam it. It's for it. poor yeah. people. I yeah, can't do curly kale. It's not for poor kale. people. It's rich. It's for poor people who can't afford rich proper vegetables. vegetables. <laughs> it's not rich. Rich vegetables are Brussels sprouts <laughs> out of season. <laughs> they're a bit, they're a bit lame at the moment. peeled. Sorry? Perfectly washed. Of course. So I, I don't do any of this peeling or <laughs> buying them on the stalk rubbish. <laughs> Listen, we have to take a short break. I'm Steve Allen, it's LBC. This is John Warrington, <laughs> Ham and Eggs. LBC 97.3.
25 to uh, 7. Can we say hello to Robert Craig Morgan? Bit of pain in his legs this morning. Oh. You might not know his name, but you'll know the programme he was in. He was Justin Bennett in Grange Hill. Goodness me. And, uh, and Paul says we've been chatting for a few weeks on Facebook. He loves Hinge and Bracket too, and he loves listening to you all the way over in Ireland. Lovely. And he'll be very surprised if you tell him, I said hello. So there okay. you go. Hello. Hi, Robert. Hope you, hope you get rid of the pain in your legs, yeah, nothing as worse. they say. Painful pain. Nothing worse. Aches and pains. Talking of pains, it's uh, a very good morning to Matthew Scott. I used to love Grange Hill. Uh, me I too. Think, I think I remember Justin Bennett. Do you? I think so. Who, 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 who was your favourite character? Ooh. I should like Gripper. Gripper. Well, he was a baddie, wasn't he? He was yeah. a baddie, um, yeah. Roland. Remember Roland? Yes, Roland, yes. He was funny. Uh, Such a good Gonch. programme, wasn't it? Gonch. Who? Do you remember Gonch? Vaguely. Vaguely. You, I, I'm probably, you know, obviously I'm a lot younger than you, so... <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> God, honestly. Jack and Ori, Jack and Ori, Jack and Ori. Who Todd Carty play? Tucker. Tucker. Because he went on it, to do yeah. Tucker's Luck. That's right, right. yeah, that yeah. didn't last That's so That didn't last very well, actually. Everybody loved Tucker, didn't they? But then mm. everybody loves kids. You know, when they're acting, kids are really good. <laughs> it's only when they grow up. <laughs> when they grow up. <laughs> well, some of them don't, don't quite make it. Garland. Sorry? Look what happened to Judy Garland. She wasn't in Grange Hill, was she? What part did she play? <laughs> she might have been. <laughs> she could have been. <laughs> I just like Mrs McCluskey. Yes. In Grange Hill. Yes. yes. And Mr Bronson. And Mr Bronson. With his oh, wig. Mr Bronson with his wig. He did pantomime with a friend of mine. Did he? Yes, he did pantomime with, um, he, he, he was playing a baddie. He was with uh, Chris Jarvis from Children's BBC. I think after you've played a baddie in Grange Hill, you can't really play anything but a baddie. No. Else, can Who you? was that other one that we did on In Conversation? He was in Grange Hill as a teacher and then went on to Coronation Street. He was Richard Brian Capron. He was, of course, Grange Hill yes. with Richard Hillman. Yeah. He was lovely. We were like, He's not aged mm. at all. Mm. A little bit like myself. I'm a little bit like, you know, I open up my sort of Pandora's box in the morning and there I am looking <laughs> as fresh-faced as... Shut it. As I did years <laughs> ago. Anyway... As Alex says, if moving you have a, on very quickly. Moving on very quickly. If you have a slice of bread, keep it away from Matthew, as it'll be toast because he's hot at the moment. Sorry, you're hot. Oh, hot, hot. Well, I know. Hot, because hot. Love Delta won at five to two. Oh, good. Yeah, I must be back in profit then. You're you are back in profit. You got five pounds on that. Oh yeah. Your total profit now three pound and sevenpence. Wow. That's amazing. It is amazing, isn't it? It'll last me the weekend. It, it, it'll, it'll get you through the weekend. That's a big night, that is. It's a porridge. Good. It's a porridge. Uh, unfortunately, Alex had chosen forever, which wasn't. Out of tenth, it romped in ninth. Oh, dear. He's still got £18.92 in profit, though, which is not oh, bad. Don't not bad at in. all. So, off today, we're off to Doncaster. The 420. La Sarrazine. La Sarrazine. Makes it sound like a medicine, doesn't it, I suppose? They also run at Newbury, Lingfield and Wolverhampton. Ooh. Uh, the three o'clock at Lingfield for me, Aslak. Aslak. Yes. You both sound. They both sound like characters like medicines, from don't they? Oh, no. <clears throat> some Aslak. Disney film. Aslak sounds like something you take to um, make you go more regularly. Do you know? I thought it sounded like that as well. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was more Narnia. Reminded me of. Oh, Aslak. you're yes. in a different world. You are. <laughs> yeah, Narnia. You probably think it's a talking mushroom <laughs> or something. Get in your wardrobe. Yes, get in your wardrobe. Yes, where's my fur coat? <laughs> What's that got to do with it? All folk out, no knickers. Oh, right. Oh, another world round here, I tell you. Matthew, um, I shall produce your porridge for you later. Lovely. Have a lovely weekend. Yes, and you as well. Are you doing anything exciting? Uh, I've got a busy one, actually. I'm going to Sheffield tomorrow. I can't have put, put a stamper on everything. <laughs> going to Sheffield. And then I'm going to go and see Alice in Wonderland oh, in I'd 3D. Like oh, right. That, you must let us know what that's like. Mm, yeah. 
God, Sheffield. Actually, I'm lucky because on Sunday after I finish work here, luckily there's a reunion of the <laughs> over 45 new to sleep frog team. <laughs> oh, that's and, nice. Um, and I'm, I'm, it's luckily my turn to be jumped over <laughs> on Sunday, so I'm very much looking forward to that. You have a lovely time. I'll bring in the photos. Don't hurt yourself. <laughs> we don't have reunions very often. <laughs> no. Some of them can't actually make it anymore. <laughs> Thank but, God uh, for that. <laughs> have a nice weekend. And you, bye-bye. Thank you. I'm Matthew Schofield. Is it going to Sheffield to watch Alice in Wonderland, or are they just combined? No, I think it's combined. I don't think they have 3D in Sheffield. Don't they? I think somebody stands there and flicks a book or something and goes, it looks a bit like this. Too much steel. Too much steel. That's yes, that's where all your steel, yeah. your plates come from. Isn't it really? Which is quite nice. 84850, steve at Uh, did you go to Sorrento? I did. Yes, you did. Because... I reported from it daily. You did, I know. On the I couldn't yeah. remember where you were, because, I mean, frankly, as you know with me... Well, you don't know where anywhere is. I can't remember last Thursday. <laughs> no. Wednesday, I remember very well, but you Thursday. were poorly last I Thursday. was poorly. Carol's getting married. In Sorrento. She's marrying Peter Foy on Saturday in Dorking. That's nowhere near Sorrento. No, but strangely enough, she says, uh, I wanted to say I can't wait to be his wife. I don't know why she's telling me this. But anyway, <laughs> also, they're going on honeymoon in June to the hotel in Sorrento. Wonderful. That you went to. Yes. And they, as, after they heard that, they booked the hotel. Are they going to the Hotel Delfino? They certainly are, yes. Ha oh, that's a stunning yes. hotel. It's good, isn't it? Lovely, lovely, lovely hotel. I tell you what, let's Very all turn romantic. up there, shall we? Let's all go, Carol. We'll all turn up to the hotel in Sorrento. <laughs> Make sure that they <laughs> go on the excursion that the hotel do to Capri. Because the, ho the, oh, right. the boat comes to the hotel. And you sort of walk down these steps to the to, to this little jetty, yeah. and you're, it's like being, it's like something from the the nineteen sixties, where a private boat comes to your hotel to take you to the main boat, which then takes you across to Capri. Wow. Wonderful, riveting. Uh, Are you about as interested? I couldn't be less interested. Are you I'm interested in the Oscars? Not particularly, but not they're going to be doing a big thing on LBC. Joe <laughs> Parkinson is hosting an Oscars party, wonderful. which means for the first hour she'll be coherent, and then it will go downhill. <laughs> It'd be wonderful to... Is it on, on <coughs> Monday night, it's, live? Yeah. Yeah, so from <coughs> one o'clock in the morning. <coughs> It'll be the clothes, won't it, that you look at? Well, that, that's what m most of the ladies look at. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It'll be what everyone's wearing. And the men, of course. Have, have you got a list there of the contenders? Well, we've got some of them. All right. We've got some of them. Quite a... Kerry Mulligan, who's the girl that was in... in and education. She's up for Best Actress. She's British. All right. And uh, I did see, actually, um, what's his name? George Clooney. Up in the air. He's up for an, a nomination for an Oscar. All right. I like the, the film Up. Uh, up. This I like Up. different. Yeah. I like Up's lovely. That's it. That's not, I think that's got a nomination. That's, that will probably win Best Animation. It won the mm. BAFTA. It's a fantastic film. Such a good film. But Up in the Air is the story of a man who collects air miles and wants to constantly achieve better status with all the airlines. I've got a friend like that. Helena collects air miles. <laughs> she does. Dale yes. does air miles. Well, of course they do air miles. Yeah. Because air miles buy cheaper seats on the next time you fly. But this man did it professionally. His job meant that he travelled all the time. He lived a sort of a no-man life. It's a really, really good film. Oh. You can see it. Performances are brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Do you think Avatar will get best film? I don't know. I've not seen it. You must see Avatar. Is it good? But you need I've to got see the time, really. The t you know, most you've got no time. You only work two hours a day. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Come up with that old chestnut. <laughs> well, it's true. You <laughs> spend less time drinking Pinot Grigio and more time queuing at the Odeon. I don't do queuing and I don't do the Odeon. <laughs> <laughs> I do the Odeon. Or, or <coughs> I might or be going to the Ideal Home of the Future show, which is on March the twentieth at Earl's Court. That'd be good because they, they've got uh, the powers, uh, the cooking powers of magnetism. Now, we know about magnetism cooking. This is where you've actually got a hob, mm -hmm. stone cold, touch it, put the pan on, yep. immediate heat. 
Immediate heat. Yeah, now, these are, these are already on sale in shops in, on the continent. Yeah, it's a maxi-sense. AEG have brought one out. And it's faster than gas. You can cook with a £50 note between the pan and the hob, as the hob does not heat up. So it's done by rays. Well, it's not. It's magnetism. It's cooking by magnetism. It's very clever. We had one in the studio once. One of the top London hotels, the, uh, the Lanesborough, mm. came in and brought in these magnetic ovens. And you can touch it, even while the pan is on it... And it's stone cold. But the pan must But the pan hot. is heated. No, the pan doesn't heat. It, it just heats up the item in the pan. I can't explain it to you. Like a muggle. I really don't have the time and I'm bored. But uh, <laughs> otherwise I'd be explaining it to you. A bit like a muggle. <laughs> a bit like a what? A muggle? I said a bit like a microwave. I said Harry Potter the muggle. Yeah, you said muggle. I didn't. I said microwave. Well, I thought you said muggle. I don't know what's going on <laughs> this morning. This is LBC 97.3. Don't forget, I've got a Dell laptop. And it'll go in ten minutes' time. I must also remind you that James Whale at Drive this week is offering you the chance to win a trip to South Africa. Thanks to South Africa Tourism, you could be jetting off to the beautiful city of Cape Town. The opportunity to experience the fantastic culture, great wildlife, and the amazing food and drink that South Africa has to offer. So for your chance to win a trip to South Africa, tune into James Whale at Drive all this week on LBC 97.3. And actually, if you, if you tune in and you win that one, and you have a go for my Dell laptop, imagine... How lucky would that be? It'd be absolutely amazing. So you could win the Dell laptop. You've only got nine minutes left. I don't want to push you on this one. But the person with the lowest unique bid will win. It's a Dell. It's got 160 gigabytes of hard drive, which is 160 gigabytes more than I've got on my one at the moment. Because I don't have it. I don't want to moan about it. I don't want to be seen as a moaning kind of person. Hammer will come down at 7, oh, 7 a.m. this morning. It's an old gag, but I always <laughs> use it. Uh, to play, you text LBC... Followed by your bid in pence and send it to treble eight two one. So it's LBC. Your bid in pence. So if you want to bill, bid, uh, I don't know, one pound fifteen pence. One pound fifteen. You text LBC one one five and send that to treble eight two one. Competition ends at seven a.m. this morning. Eight minutes time. Must be over sixteen. Entry is limited. Cost one pound fifty plus your standard network rate. Go to lbc.co.uk for full terms and conditions. Good luck, actually, because I think that is a really, really. Nice. We always do very well with our, with our laptops. Uh, Damien and Ray in Tooting have been watching Come Dine With Me this week. Actually, strangely enough, Phil Daniels, who you'll hear in In Conversation in two weeks' time, mm. he's already been off it, but he couldn't do it one time. So I'm hoping that the producers are going to offer him again, because he loves cooking. And did he want to do it? Yes, but then he gave me his, his, his meal. What to be honest it? with you, I don't think it's going to win. Not ham and eggs? No, it was, it was, it was, what, what, it's scallops. Oh, scallops are lovely. And then he said, oh, well, yes. I do something like scallops. I went, well, that's not going to win it, is <laughs> it? I said, well, you're not, you're not selling it to me. And then for his main course, you it was... You like it as shellfish. What was it? Belly of pork. Oh, yes. Belly of pork. That's wonderful. With a few oven chips on top. <laughs> not like my <laughs> oven chips. I'm sorry, it doesn't get any worse. <laughs> but, uh, Damien and Ray, <laughs> love the clip of me, uh, breakdancing on Fire's Company on YouTube. Thank you. I must yes. see that. That was taken a few years ago. And uh, there was a guy on Come Down with me called Ray from Liverpool. They're always funny, aren't they, from Liverpool? Not. As I say, Liverpool, the place you go to to revisit your hubcaps. That's the only place. I quite like the Liverpool accent. Liverpool's lovely. Na, 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 na. Was that, wasn't it the city of culture last year? Was it? Somebody's having a laugh, aren't they? Well, Glasgow did it. Oh, yes, Gla yeah, but Glasgow turned itself around. Yes, it, well, so I Liverpool. went up there. I think you'll find that Liverpool... I love the buildings uh, in Liverpool. They're wonderful. I think it's, I think it's so nice, actually. Still a black. The Beatles? Yes, it's given us so many things to be grateful Brookside. for. Brookside. Pardon? Brookside. Brookside. I like Shameless. Brookie. Yes, all right. You never watch Shameless, do you? Go on about You'd it. love Shameless. That's not my sort of thing. You'd love it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Barbara says, Steve, all our radios, including the car and the laptop, are tuned in to the one and only LBC. We don't listen to any other radio station. Good. Don't touch that dial. I'll send you the pound. Okay. <laughs> uh, Poundland rely on cancelled orders <coughs> from uh, China and bankrupt stock. Yes, they do. Fantastic. Listen, if it's a pound, I'm all in favour of it. Everything, I'm so looking for forward to it. Anything for a pound. Conrad said, how much has the earth shifted of its access? Do I sound like I care about things like that? Couldn't care less. Unless you don't fall off the edge, I don't mind. You can't fall off the edge. We're round. Get, who says? Who says? I had a look once. Yeah, Definitely right. Definitely round. Big globe in my office says it's round. Yes. Look, I reckon best director, Catherine Bigelow. Best film will be Avatar. You know? Best actor will be Colin Firth. And I reckon Sandra Bullock will get best actress, even though she probably doesn't deserve it. Right. Anne in Camberley says, my son Adam marries Karen at Loseley Park today. They make the ice cream, don't they, at Loseley Park? Yeah, Loseley Park. Park, yeah. And, um, says, looking forward to a bit of a do. Be lovely. Is it today? Uh, it's yesterday, yes. Oh, yeah, great. So, sadly, his father's not around, but will be in our <laughs> thoughts. Loseley, oh. we'll have a nice time. Adam and Karen. Lots of ice cream. And he's getting after. married recently, we noticed. Spring. Marge, also a load of people I know, splitting up. So, there you go, you know, happy days. Cheryl, <laughs> they, she hasn't decided yet. No, she's I think she'll down. go back with him. Yeah, there's a lovely picture of I'm actually. totally convinced she, she's going to go back <laughs> with him. I think it would be a big, big mistake. Shameless is set in Manchester. I know, but it co it's written by the man from Liverpool who did Brookside. Oh, Phil... Phil Abbott, is it? No, no. Phil... Phil... I can't remember his name Somebody. But yes, Phil it who? is. Set in Manchester. Phil Redmond. Phil Redmond. <coughs> he's from Liverpool. I thought he was Scottish. No, he's... Well, oh, that's Lorraine Kelly. She's from Scotland. Is she not Irish? How are you? How are you? <laughs> she's not <laughs> Irish, she's Scottish. Oh, dear, She's from Dundee, Very, very she? quickly, uh, the sun on the front page. Let me just quickly do, do the front pages. Okay. Because they've got... Uh, John Venable's colour has been blown from the prison where he's held. Uh, Angelina Joni has a secret fling with married Jagger. I think this was some time ago. Mickey Rourke reckons he bedded 14 British girls in one night. Really? They'll be from Essex, of course. And let's face it, everybody else would hold out. Uh, and Ashley, cheating Cole sees a shrink. Load of old rubbish, isn't it, really, I'm afraid. Well, Jamie Oliver and his wife, Jules, are expecting another child. Really? This will be number four. Well done. Number four, so that's, uh, so well done to them. And there's a former British airline pilot who's been arrested after flying on a fake licence for 13 years. Outrageous. Oh, blimey. Bit of a worry. Outrageous. Yes. And no more Essex girl <laughs> jokes, please. Uh, and here's uh, Cheryl Cole looking glum at Heathrow, but learning the old Vicky Beckham trick. Put your glasses on, look depressed, and say nothing. Yeah. But they don't seem to travel with coats nowadays, these people. Well, they don't need to. They go from from limo to lounge, don't they? Yeah. See, the front of the mail, they're talking about the spy chips hidden in our two and a half million dustbins. Not in my dustbin. You are there. No room. Be. There's a chip. There's no room. An <laughs> it's oven not a chip. chip. It's an oven <laughs> chip. An oven chip. And at the front of the Telegraph, the army are denied once again vital equipment in Afghanistan. Oh, as God. a picture of another body comes back from Afghanistan. Oh, another two, I think, came back yesterday. Yes. They must spend their life in mourning in Wooten Bassett. It's just dreadful. Listen, that's it, John. Thank you. Pleasure. John's going off for the day. It's quite bright, actually. Quite cold in here. Work. <coughs> it's going to work. Sorry. Yes. I'm not. I'm not going to work. I've been to work. But I shall look forward to your company on Sunday, when Ralph Little will be my guest for In Conversation. So it's eight o'clock breakfast start this week. A few weeks' time, then it'll move to seven, but it's eight o'clock this week. Don't forget to podcast the programme. Do not forget to read the blog. And uh, don't forget to check out all the pictures on the LBC website. And we start Sunday. We're going to photograph the programme for a week, and then we'll do a special A Week in the Life of Steve Allen's programme, which is good. Nick's with you after seven. First of all, the business update with Matthew Schofield. Thank you, Steve. Iceland's government is facing...